Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Bears. My name is Joey Christopoulos. Got a fantastic guest coming up to talk about Justin Fields, the Bears, and more. But first, we got to talk about our sponsor. And who else? BetOnline.ag. And look, football's back. We all know this. But did you know that BetOnline is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info, up-to-the-minute stats, news scores, and matchup breakdowns? They got the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from NFL and college football and oh yeah even the baseball playoffs right now right at your fingertips with up to the minute statistics news and odds so what are you waiting for go on the website use your mobile device right now get in on the action remember you get a 50% welcome bonus when you use promo code believe b-l-e-a-v that's right 50% welcome bonus with promo code believe b-l-e-a-v bet online where the game starts Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming into the show. Uh, a lot to talk about with the one in five Chicago Bears and especially Justin Fields, um, who as we're t- taping this right now, we don't exactly know his injury status, but it's been a bumpy ride so far this season. So let's bring in um, a fantastic guest right here. He is, uh, you can check him out at simscompleteqb.com. Follow him at simscomplete. Former NFL quarterback himself, Matt Sims. Matt, welcome to the show. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on, Joey. Glad to be here. Um, I don't want to bury the lead. Uh, we were talking pre-show that you are a former uh, former teammate of our co-host, Corey Wooten. Yes, Corey and I were teammates. Uh, I was a young sophomore uh, getting my first uh, varsity snaps ever in high school while he was uh, one of the seniors of our football team. Fantastic football player. And, uh, you know, Corey, Corey's uh, one of the great individuals that you that you come across in this game of football. He's an awesome person. And, um you know, had had the honor too of playing against him in a preseason game in the NFL too. So it was really an amazing story and an amazing person and great family. So uh, miss him today, but uh, you know, hey, we'll do our best to fill fill in for him right now. <laughs> You'll definitely try to fill in the shoes. Just real fast, what was the junk food of choice? What was the go-to junk food for the high school team back in the day? Uh, the junk food of choice. Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not the good one to speak. I, I was just a young sophomore at the time. So, you know, I don't know what all the other cool kids on the varsity team were doing. I'm sure a few beers and stuff like that. Uh, you know, the junk food, man, who knows? Probably like the classics, like the Fritos and the Cheetos and all that kind of crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining the show. Uh, we can't wait to maybe have you back sometime down the road and get you and Corey reunited and talk some ball. Uh, but so Definitely. happy to have you here today. Um, you know, obviously, uh, the Chicago Bears season has not gone the way that a lot of us thought, especially here in the Bears dump, the Bears community. Um, so if you don't mind for your for our audience here, just to start off, you know, what was your expectation for Justin Fields coming into the season? And and if you could maybe take us up to, uh, you know, what you've seen so far, whether that's been a disappointment or whether that's been up to your expectation. Uh, well, unfortunately for the Beardom out there, uh, I really wasn't expecting much of anything from the Bears this year. And I hate to be that guy for you, uh, but. Right now, you're still just a team that is is growing, that is still adding important pieces to it that, you know, clearly is uh, still there is some degree of separation between that tier one and tier two of the NFL teams right now. And there are still some pieces missing on the Bears roster that make it very difficult for them to be successful week in and week out. And, you know, Justin Fields started the season very rocky. I was absolutely concerned about that. Wasn't really sure if there was going to be that that growth that we all expected to see as far as a precision passer, uh, but he has certainly turned that around the last two weeks and has looked a lot better. And uh, you know, it really 
is unfortunate because I feel like once he kind of started to get a little bit better feel of the game and showed some improvements, here he gets banged up against the Vikings, hurts his thumb. So now he is going to be potentially, you know, out maybe this week or, or for future weeks. And the thumb injury is very tedious and frustrating for quarterbacks. It's so important to just having a great feel and rhythm when you're throwing. And when your thumb hurts, it's absolutely going to affect your your throwing and ultimately your decision making too. Um, for for the layman out there, I mean, obviously, I've hurt my thumb before, and and you know what? The funny part about it is that's what makes us humans. It's what separates us <laughs> is the thumb. It's kind of an important part of the hand. Um, so can you kind of uh, break in a little bit when when someone's dealing with a thumb injury now? As the taping of this right now, uh, he dislocated his thumb. Um, the MRI has come back negative, but we don't know ligaments, torn ligaments, where, how, severity, all that kinds of stuff. But um, right. as a former quarterback, can you just talk about um, what, what's the bigger issue? Is it a pain tolerance or is it a mobility issue when you're trying to deal with an injured thumb and throwing the football? Yeah, I mean, well, one is just naturally when you're throwing the football, the grip. Uh, it, it will definitely be uh, a disadvantage for him right now with just not being able to maybe apply the normal amount of pressure that he uses with his, with his thumb when he's grabbing the football, right? And if he can't grab the football as confidently and as strong as he normally does, then, you know, the ability to throw footballs with power down the field, which we've seen him do extremely well these past few weeks, those are going to be, uh, you know, limited now. Um, then also too, just the confidence of throwing around a tight pocket. We've seen him under duress in multiple games this year to throw around a lot of people near your throwing motion as you're following through. That is absolutely going to be something that you would be naturally hesitant on, um, especially when you are trying to throw with power over the middle and down the field. So right now the thumb injury, it, it's, it's very frustrating. I've jammed my thumb multiple times while playing. Um, and it is not a comfortable feeling. It definitely does slightly affect the way that you throw or at least the accuracy and the spiral in which you can throw. And uh, we know how important that is, too, with Chicago, especially with potentially weather and all that kind of stuff on your home field that, you know, you really do need to have a good grip on the football, especially for that dry, windy air or when it does rain. So it, it's going to be something to, to look at. And the, the biggest thing is just the inflammation of it. How quickly does the inflammation go down for his thumb? And not only that, not like where he grips it with his thumb, but also just the surrounding area too, um, because that can affect how he holds the football and grips it too. I mean, even like taking a snap, right? He's got to be like, ah, he's got to be feeling it, right? Even on the snap? Totally. That's another great example too that yeah. I wasn't even thinking of. And luckily he does a lot of stuff in the shotgun. And uh, we saw Justin <laughs> yeah. Herbert, the same thing hurt his finger on his non-throwing hand. They said he didn't have any snaps under center the entire week until the day of the game. So if Justin Fields does come back, hopefully sooner rather than later, that'll probably be something that they'll have to manage as well. Yeah, his status is certainly up in the air um, heading into the, the Bears game against the Raiders this week. And then when he does return, um, hopefully he comes back as healthy as possible so we can, as Bears fans, get a read on – the big question, Matt, of whether right. Justin Fields is the guy moving forward. I think a big part of the conversations um, around Bears Twitter and Bears fans this season has been the relationship, the give and take between him and Luke Getz, the offensive coordinator. I think as a fan, I think it's the easiest thing in the world to blame uh, the play call and the offensive coordinator. Uh, why don't they just let whoever fill in the blank cook? I think it's been something that a lot of NFL teams can do. Um, I'm not looking for you to assess blame or do a blame pie, but I just want you to talk a little bit about of 
how important it is the relationship is between a quarterback's coach and offensive coordinator and the quarterback, what that give and take is like, um, and just how important that is that those two pieces are in lockstep to be as successful as you possibly can on offense. If you look throughout the history of the NFL and any time that you have a great quarterback, you are always going to say the counterpart of the offensive coordinator right after that. So it is as important as, you know, the democracy that we live in. You have to be able to work with each other. You might have conflicting views. You might see the game a little bit differently. But at the end of the day, it has to work for the benefit of the team and for those individuals, a part of it for the greater good. And uh, there's been times where, you know, you can absolutely put blame on the offensive corner. You can put blame on the head coach. But there's also times, too, where you can equally put that blame on Justin Fields, too. So that's, I think, one of the more frustrating things for for fans and for, quote unquote, experts of the game, too, is that, you know, no matter when you look at it, there's there's something different that you see and notice that just doesn't look right. It just doesn't look like it's cohesive. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it's very frustrating, you know, as a fan at times, because you do see that raw talent. You do see the ability you do see the focus of trying to get more talent around him. Um, but for whatever reason, it just has not clicked yet. And, uh, yeah, the Bears are going to have to answer some tough questions. And this is what stinks about his injury. Now we're taking away opportunities for, you know, Bears fans, the scouts, everyone to really know more about what the product is on the field. Because, Matt, as a Bears fan right now, I mean, as it stands, hopefully he does come back and plays and then we can – assess it at that particular time but as we're looking at it right now we yeah. kind of pretty much have two bad games two really great games from justin fields so if you want to debate either side of the ball right now of whether the bears should move forward with justin fields i think that there's plenty of ammo on both sides and that leaves it in a really difficult place right now for the bears organization yeah and the one frustrating thing too i think for for fans out there is the fact that it came against the commanders and the broncos and the broncos right now have kind of shown <laughs> that they're they're not exactly uh, a balanced football teams by any means and then the commanders that happened on a thursday night and sometimes we do see those random one-off performances on thursday night now it was on the road it was absolutely i thought his best performance throwing the football physically and decision making um but yeah it it's just one of those frustrating takes. He has more reps right now as a unsuccessful quarterback than he does as a successful quarterback. And, and that's the reality of the situation. And it's by no means a final judgment of it. I tell people all the time that Geno Smith was a super talented football player when I was teammates with him at the New York Jets. We were just not clicking on the offensive side of the football, nor would we very talented on the offensive side of the football. But I knew this kid was a good football player. He kept getting opportunities, and now it's working out for him Seattle. And, and for me, I see Justin Fields kind of in that same light. I think he has the ability to do it. I hope that he at least can fight through it and will his way into having a successful moment down the line in his future, whether it is with the Bears or in an opportunity with another team. But, you know, we'll see. Well, that's the big question here, Matt. We're, we're talking here with believe, uh, Matt Sims here on Believe in Bears. Just a couple more for you here. Um, that is the big question in your estimation right now as it stands. Um, will Justin Fields find that success in a Bears uniform? Do you even think he'll be in a Bears uniform next year as it stands right now? Um, has he done enough to probably give them another look? Because, again, they're looking at possibly another top five pick from their own pick and maybe another top five pick from Carolina. 
Well, if he is out for, let's say, two or three weeks, we are going to have that answer fulfilled in another way because we're going to get an opportunity to see Tyson Badgett play, who is uh, one of those players that Division Three, All-American, all that. I've had a chance to work with him uh, once or uh, actually, yeah, just once actually uh, this past offseason. And I was impressed by that young man and how he carried himself and how he performed on the field. So if Tyson comes out there and just absolutely crushes it these next three weeks and it looks like this offense is is working and, and firing on all cylinders, um, then that will answer a lot of questions. And it will kind of be a lot of finger pointing after that, too. Now, at the same time, Tyson is a rookie. I don't expect him to go out there and just light it up. But it should at least give us some indication as far as, you know, is this offense really just poorly designed? Is this team flawed as far as just maybe not being athletic as they need to be on the offensive side of the football, defensive side of the football? And they're just a team that really is maybe two or three steps away from kind of getting to that next level of being a tier two team. And something that honestly the Chicago Bears organization for as long as I've been a fan, which is multiple decades, is they've never really um, developed a quarterback quite like that, that could either come in and be a starter or be a serviceable backup. I mean, I think Kyle Orton is maybe the only one in my mind that was a guy that didn't have the starters role right away, came in as a backup and eventually developed um, into a piece that eventually turned into a Jay Cutler trade piece. Um, right. But uh, yeah, no, it's been few and far in between for the Chicago Bears organization. So I think last one here for you, Matt, and and uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this. I just want to you know, jump over to the college game a little bit because the Bears are sitting one and five. The starting quarterback is hurt. Um, the starting quarterback has been uneven in his play or inconsistent to say the least. So I think the future is wide open for the Chicago Bears. Um, if you had a number right now, how many college quarterbacks are out there right now that you would perhaps take over Justin Fields today if the NFL draft was today? Ooh, man, you're really putting me on the spot with this one. That is a hell of a question. I like the fact that you didn't even say that to pre-show either. You didn't even give me any heads up about that. But uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, that's okay. It's That's a really interesting take. Um, you know, it's always easy for us, I feel like, to say that, you know, this college player, that college player, they're all better than, you know, so-and-so that's in the league, you know. And uh, it's easy to say that. You know, we I feel like we said that the past – two or three years with Ryan Tannehill. It's like, oh, they go get Malik Willis. All right, great. And then like, let's go get Will Levis. All right, great. Well, the problem is that Ryan Tannehill is still better than both of them. And, and that's the truth of it. <laughs> and it's really easier to get uh, – Matt Hasselback said this on ESPN one day, and he was so right. It's way easier to get worse at the position of quarterback than it is to improve upon it. And, and, mm. and that's so true. And a lot of it has to do with environment. And uh, you see how I'm working around this question here. I'm really doing a great job. Of no, but no, you're, <laughs> I think I think you're bringing no, you're bringing great perspective though, because as as a Bears fan right now, I am asking myself that question. Where of course Caleb Williams, I think everyone agrees is is a player that is definitely either worth the number one pick or has the type of talent to be yeah. someone that they would probably take over Justin Fields. Right. But my question, and I don't think I have the answer yet, Matt, is when we're talking about look, Michael Penix is playing great right now no doubt uh, drake may i like all, i like all the tangibles of drake may but Another i just can't hit, sit here and say i can't sit here and say that those two guys are, are Shadur sanders are they really slam dunks over justin fields i don't think i can honestly say that right now and i think bears fans are getting carried away with like give us anybody but him yeah and i'm, no, I'm I, cautioning I, people on that and, and i see that too i would just say like right now 
you're not going to make the playoffs, Bears fans. So let's just fight through these tough, gritty weeks and find out who it is, Justin Fields and everyone else in between, who really is going to help the franchise forward. So that's why I don't want to write off Justin Fields too early yet. Now, have there been things that he's done that really frustrate me? Absolutely. I think he still needs to get better as a thrower. He's a phenomenal athlete, but you see each and every year that he's in the league, the athletic aspect of him gets taken away just a little bit. As my father loves to say, the league gets faster, quarterbacks get slower, and it's true. So I don't want to write him off yet. He's a young man. He has all the potential in the world. I have all the faith and optimism that he can continue to get better at the position with repetition. But at the same time, yeah, he's got to show consistency late in the year when he does get healthy, which will be very difficult since he's being out. The other point that I want to add to, like just for, to give perspective to everybody, you know, Justin Fields might be just as talented as Brock Purdy, maybe more, right? In a lot of ways and a lot of intangibles. But Brock Purdy clearly plays on the better football team. So we have to keep in perspective, too, that just when we're evaluating the position of quarterback, it always helps when you're on a really, really talented football team. Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. He never played on a football team that was average by any means. He really wasn't. That was a really well-designed football team, great protection, great skill guys, a fantastic defense, great offensive coaching, defensive coaching. So it's it's we have to keep in mind just the, the whole picture of a football team, what makes teams successful. You look at every team in the NFL right now, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. The Chiefs' strength of the team right now is their defense and ability to run the football, not Patrick Mahomes. Now, Patrick Mahomes is the equalizer in all of their tight games by making those three or four, like, holy crap plays. But yeah. right now, their team is built on the success of other players having, you know, a great ability to make plays for them. So right now, I would just say for the Bears, you have a lot of problems. Your quarterback is one of them. And we'll see as the season continues to progress, which one really is more true than the other. It's been the season from hell, Matt. I'll, I'll tell you, man. We're, we're, I, I'm not. I'm not in. I'm not into excuses, right? But but lose your left tackle. Your right guard doesn't start the season with you. Your left guard is on IR. Um, you know you have the quarterback issues right there. There's been injuries across the board to your secondary. I mean, these are real NFL problems that every organization deals with. For as you mentioned, to kind of bring it back full circle, you mentioned at the top. You know, this team still is trying to build the depth of talent on this roster. And when right. you have those pieces taken away and a quarterback trying to develop, um, this is what you get. <laughs> this is what this is, this is this where you is end what up. happens. And this is why it's hard yeah. to build, you know, a team that can last a, a, a periods of time and be successful. You know, we saw the Rams, mm -hmm. they went all out, they won the Super Bowl. Well, they had that fallout, but here they are again able to, you know, recalibrate their football team with hitting on young prospects filling in the holes with good free agency and then great coaching. So it is a, a group effort as cliche as it is, right? You're only as strong as your weakest link. And unfortunately for right now, the bears, you know, you have a lot of weak links and, you know, hopefully you have some time, you know, the rest of the season to kind of figure out which ones will you keep and be more patient with to continue to allow them to grow in their positions and be successful. 
Um, but the question really will be for the coaching staff too. You know, are you going to go down in flames with the team that you have on the field? Or are you going to make dramatic changes? Will management allow you to make those dramatic changes? So it'll be very curious to see how all that drama unfolds too. Let's run it back one more time. <laughs> fourth time, fourth time in ten years. Um, Matt Sims, thank you so much for joining Believe in Bears, everyone. You can follow him at uh, Sims Complete QB or follow. Uh, go to the website SimsCompleteQB.com. Um, Matt, thank you so much for bringing your, your your perspectives. It was a sobering dose for Bears fans. And honestly, it's a little chaotic. Uh, we're kind of spiraling over here right now. Um, so we, we really appreciate you coming on. And I uh, really do hope we can bring you back with Corey and get uh, former teammates reunited <laughs> once more. I appreciate it. Thank you. And I'm sorry, Bears fans. Please don't be angry at me. Just, uh, you know, just keep yelling at your own team. All right. <laughs> We're projecting right now. It has nothing to do with you. It has everything right, cool, to do with cool. us. It, it is not your fault, Matt. Uh, thank you so much, Matt, for coming on. Um, everyone, we're going to take you. a quick break, and then we're going to come back more with Believe in Bears. We're back here on Believe in Bears. We have a very special guest here to talk about, Justin Fields, among other injuries on the Chicago Bears. Uh, he's been a pro football head team doctor for over 17 years. You can check out his wonderful contributions on places like FanDuel, SiriusXM, one of the homes of Believe in Bears, and Fox Sports Radio himself. He's Dr. David Chow. David, welcome welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing great, and thanks. I'm sorry for the delay. Uh, I'm going to borrow a line from Justin Pugh, not straight off the couch, straight out of the operating room. Just finished up an ACL, you know, there was an additional meniscus tear. So straight out of the operating room, not straight off the couch. And that's my delay. I apologize. Oh, that's quite all right. Let's bring you, uh, let's hop you right into the Bears universe right now. Um, The season hasn't gone quite the way that we thought thought it was going to go. So I'm not going to really ask you about offensive play calling, but I do want to know now about a very pressing issue involving our quarterback, Justin Fields. Um, doctor, I'm just going to tell you what I think Bears fans have heard and read on Twitter. And I, if you can extrapolate and get specific on it from uh, on that, that would be great. Uh, Justin Fields, from what we understand, dislocated his thumb, had to pop back into place, is having difficulty gripping the football right now. MRIs are negative. Um, nothing really more information has come out since then. Um, so what can you tell the Bears fans a little bit about what Justin Fields is going through um, and what the extent of the injury could possibly be at this time? Well, first of all, let me say that uh, I've been a Bears fan in my time. I trained at residency at Northwestern and with doctors that are now the Bears team physicians. And so I have the utmost respect for the Bears medical staff. They're going to do the right things. And I'm not second guessing anything. I'm just giving really first guess information because the doctors with HIPAA can't say anything about it. So Mm. nothing that I'm saying here is 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 negative in any way if anything it's positive related to the bears medical staff and the final thing i'll promise you is even though i know dr newber and bowen have their cell phones they would not answer a question from me on justin fields because of hipaa right and quite honestly if they did i wouldn't be able to talk about justin fields anymore because of hipaa so this is all based just for your fan base on insider knowledge, not insider information. A big difference, right? One, you can make some money in the stock market. One gets you in jail by the SEC. But this is medical stuff. (laughs) It's HIPAA. It's a little different. But looking at his injury, the way that he fell, we never thought from initially the command center of the war room that this was going to be a fracture. He didn't fall that hard. I think he actually got it caught somehow in the turf and then his belly and rolled up on it and dislocated his thumb. 
We did get a close-up, and if you go to the Twitter time, timeline or go to SICscore.com, Sports Injury Central, you see that his thumb tip was bent, but it was really the base that that caused the tendons ligament. So this is more base of the thumb. Yeah, okay, there you got a mallet finger there. Not right. trying to diagnose yeah. you, but, you know, there you go. It, it's not good. Tendons. Softball. Yeah, yeah barehanded catch, and it hit the tip, right? Well, you better see someone, otherwise it's going to stay that way. (laughs) Uh, But but anyways, uh, uh, because it's a thumb dislocation and more at the base, this is why he couldn't return to play. I mean, I'm joking around here, but it's really true. I mean, what, what makes in the world of evolution, right, the opposable thumb? Well, in the world of a quarterback, the opposable thumb is very important to be able to grip and throw a football. Like sometimes some quarterbacks have an index finger dominant grip. Some have a middle finger dominant grip and don't really need their index finger, but every quarterback needs their thumb. And if nobody holds a ball like this and is able to throw it and spin it, if you don't have your thumb, you cannot grip it. You cannot throw accurately. You cannot spin it. If you think about years ago, a couple years back, Drew Brees in New Orleans, and we were talking about an collateral ligament injury when he couldn't pick up, and we said he would need surgery and come back. That's because you can't grip the ball. Now, Justin Fields is a little bit different. It was a dislocation. Here's what we are here to do, uh, Joey, is to in- interpret coach speak or reporters what they say, what the team say. We know I never accuse teams of being dishonest. They're playing the game. This is just the way that it works. As a Bears guy, you think back to Mitch Trubisky. Yes, a different regime, different coaching staff. Mitch Trubisky coming up on Thanksgiving. Oh, he's good to go with this throwing shoulder injury. And we said he was not good to go with it. And sure enough, it came out later, your backup quarterback, Chase Daniel, his first start in the NFL – when a reporter later asked his wife, how was the week and how was it finally your husband getting to start? She said, it was a crazy week. My husband called, called me on Monday, postpone the Thanksgiving plans. You're going to uh, Detroit. He knew on Monday that he was the starter, but that's just the game that that is played in the NFL, legally so. Questionable, not giving all the information. And we're here to decipher that. There's no arrows slung at anyone for that. Everyone in the league does it to some extent. But the report of the MRI having being negative is absolutely incorrect. There is no possible way that you can dislocate your thumb and have a completely normal MRI. Now, what they're probably saying is there's no associated fracture and there's no significant ligament tear that we're thinking about surgery. But imagine dislocating any joint and saying there's just no damage. It just doesn't work that way. But no damage to structures that need surgery is probably what they're saying. But we've been saying all along that, you know, uh, Justin Fields is probably in the best case scenario. And that best case scenario is avoid injured reserve and the four weeks. He hasn't avoided it yet because he could like get on injured reserve late and still only miss the four games. But I think this is a multi-week issue. Now, I hope it's a multi-week issue short of injured reserve. And it remains to be seen, right? A team doesn't need to put him on. They could put him on on Saturday and still get him to only miss the four games. So it remains to be seen. But I don't see him playing this week at all. I get that it's doubtful. And I think that it probably is beyond 
this one week. Yeah. Now, we hope he only misses two, three games and not four or more. But that's how important the thumb is to a quarterback to be able to grip it and rip it. Um, and so, Doctor, moving forward just for Justin Fields, uh, this week obviously seems to be a bit in doubt, and hopefully he can make a speedy recovery. When he does, um, I, I think it might be safe to say that he may not be 100%. For Justin Fields, what are the obstacles for him when he gets back on the field? Is it mobility? Is it pain threshold? Um, is there anything that's gonna, you know, that he has to deal with that maybe fans might not see when they're watching the games? Well, it's ability to uh, have the strength to grip the ball without there being a lot of pain. It's very difficult to numb because you don't want your th finger or your thumb numb to not be able to feel the ball. And the other thing to be careful of, and when he does come back, it's his right throwing hand, which means it's his top hand. This may mean a lot of shotgun because that snap comes up fast, right, against your top mm. hand, right? And yeah. that's good. And I don't know a lot of quarterbacks that can take the the snap the other way and adjust. And so with that, you may have a lot of shotgun uh, happening there. And you also have to understand that even sometimes handoffs are not that difficult because you're supposed to, are not that easy. You're supposed to stick that ball into the belly of the running back. If think about it years ago, Tom Brady quote, dislocated his thumb in practice on a jet sweep practice right before the AFC championship game, trying to a blind uh, handoff, uh, turn into uh, into a, a wide receiver a running back's belly so those are the things that it, it can affect him beyond just throwing and this is why i think it's multiple weeks before he returns if this were his non-throwing hand it's a different story if he were an offensive mm -hmm. lineman splint it cast it up and let's mm -hmm. go right if he was a defensive player splint it cast it up let's go so none of this is calling justin field soft i mean he wanted to come back into the game he just couldn't and couldn't be effective doing so. And with that in mind and how important the thumb is, I don't see how this isn't multiple weeks. Uh, doctor, one more for you here on Believe in Bears. Um, we're also dealing with some injuries um, on the offensive side of the ball. Two players, Nate Davis and Khalil Herbert, who, look, both of them got off the slow starts this season, but both were major contributors in what was hopefully an offensive rejuvenation for the Bears over the last couple of weeks. Um, now Khalil Herbert's on IR with a high ankle sprain. I believe Nate Davis also is dealing with a high ankle sprain this week. Um, I, I feel like fans um, always try and uh, we, we have a hard time disseminating between the lower ankle and the high ankle sprain. What makes that injury so different and what makes the return time and the recovery time a lot longer than maybe sometimes normal football fans would expect? Well, first of all, there are different degrees of high ankle sprains and different degrees of low ankle sprains. And the lowest degree of a high ankle sprain can return more quickly than the highest degree of a low ankle sprain, if that makes any sense. But a low ankle sprain is what you typically do when you're playing basketball or indoor soccer or whatever sport and your foot just rolls in. And then what do you typically do on the basketball court? If it's not too bad, you have high tops on, you lace your shoes up tighter and you try and go. Now, if it's really bad, <laughs> it's a different story, right? The high ankles, uh, lacing up the high tops don't do it because of the mechanisms. It's, it's, it's the, the major ligaments called the syndesmosis between the two bones, the tibia and the fibula, and it springs it open. Very hard to tape, and, uh, and uh, it swells less than a low ankle, but it hurts more and lingers, and very important to running and cutting and planting. So, yeah, it doesn't surprise me, Khalil Herbert. He's at least a grade two high ankle, if not grade three. That's why the injury reserve. Nate Davis is the guy who works more in a box, but obviously, 
you know, uh, to be able to plant and shift weight and uh, run block, move your feet past pro. It's a, it's a little bit of an ordeal. And obviously your Bears backfield running backs, you're down to, to new ads, right? And uh, Roshan Johnson, as of this, I don't think is uh, yet to be on track to even return from his concussion. So that remains Correct. to be seen. But right now we're a little iffy still for another week with him. Uh, real quick before we get you out of here, um, I, I'm so happy to hear that you grew up, uh, you, you studied in the Northwestern area. Um, you've considered yourself a Bears fan as I. Um, what do you have for a football broken heart right now? Because this season, Doctor, is uh, is not going well at all. Do you have anything for me? Because I'm just, this heart right here is, I, I might have multiple well, fractures let me, right let now me, with this Bears organization. Let me, let me tell you what I have for you, okay, and my love for the Bears. <laughs> You, no one can – I don't know. You may not even have been alive, but no one can take away the 85 Bears in the Super Bowl shuffle, right? And believe it or not, <laughs> I was in Chicago during that time uh, uh, and uh, 80, 85 Bears. And and uh, no secret here, but uh, we, we've had uh, the Punky QB on our podcast uh, this summer, uh, Jim McMahon, you know, uh, going back uh, into the – into the day there so no one can take that away look uh i was obviously with the san diego now la chargers i'm in a much worse position than you are my son growing up in san diego doesn't even have a football team and we don't even uh, have the true. memory and we don't even have the memory of a super bowl okay you at least yep. have a football team and you have the memory of a lombardi right so no one can <laughs> take right. that away but I don't want to hear about how the Bears are in the doldrums here. San Diego is way worse off. So when you look at the guy, look at me, you should be happy about what your rooting situation is. A lesson I never thought I was going to get from you, doctor, today is just to make sure that no matter how low things get, look around and appreciate what you've got and then move forward and step out that door and start a new day. Um, Dr. David Chow, thank you so, so much for joining us. Um, th this guy is a must follow. You can follow him at Pro Football Doc. Listen to him on FanDuel, uh, Fox Sports Radio, uh, Sirius XM. Uh, doctor, man, such a pleasure. Thank you for bringing the knowledge to the show. And, Have and a the podcast, the Sports Industry. Sports Injury Central podcast is on the Believe Network now. Absolutely. We're teammates. Look at this. There you go. Fantastic. Great stuff. Right. Doctor, thank you thank so much you. for coming on. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. That's going to do it for today's Believe in Bears episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can follow us at betonline.ag. Uh, plenty more coming with Corey Wooten for another episode previewing Bears Raiders coming up this week, so make sure you stick around for that. Be well, be safe. Please be good to each other. Remember, we still got to bear down. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.